Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Let's go. Welcome to TC Live presented by Whole Foods. A trip to Rome provides some of the very best in culinary treats. And over the next half hour, we will wet your palate by feasting on all the delectable tennis action. We've got a couple young stars looking for everlasting glory in the eternal city. Why Radicanu and Andrescu was cut short. Plus the five-time Rome champion reaching his top form. But Novak Djokovic might have a long-time nemesis waiting for him in the next round. And he hasn't played in nearly six weeks. But we'll tell you how Daniil Medvedev could be the number one seed come Roland Garros. With that, we bring you into our studios in Santa Monica, California. Steve Weissman back along the Hall of Famer, Jim Courier. We've got our other Hall of Famer, Andy Roddick, over on the big screen. And a big win for Casper Ruud, Andy, getting a little revenge against Botic van de Zanschulp from Munich and getting a, a big-time win on his road to Roland Garros. And it was needed, too, Steve. You know, I, I said in the closeout yesterday's show, or maybe it was a couple days ago, that, you know, for all the storylines, we haven't really talked about Casper Ruud. He has not been a part of the conversation so far uh, in this clay court season. And that's, that was surprising to me, especially on the heels of Miami, where he was actually playing – uh, pretty well on his uh, surface that's not his favorite. So, one, to get a little bit of revenge on a, a matchup that's been tough for him, and two, to kind of grind out a, thir- uh, a three-setter there in Rome. Uh, but also, as Jim was mentioning on the broadcast, ripping the ball down the stretch. I mean, that point he played at 30-love when he probably – he laid into five, six uh, great forehands in a row, followed up with a drop shot, lob, kind of showed all parts of it. That was a big win for Casper Ruud. Yeah, I agree, Andy. I think that's a a jump starter for him. He's unlucky that he's in the section of the draws, and that's the only problem for him. You know, to kind of really get his feet underneath him, you'd think a semifinal would be kind of a target. It'd be difficult to get through there if Nadal is healthy. We'll see soon enough. He's got some work to do before then, of course. But even if you get out there, then it's likely Djokovic. So these tournaments are tough. They're they're definitely tough. But Kasparu has been tough on the red clay in past seasons. And this year, really until today, I feel like he hasn't been. He made the semifinals in Rome in 2020. Guess who he lost to there? Novak Djokovic, who went on to win the title. And Novak, the world number one, bringing those good vibes to Rome. Five-time champion, last raising the trophy a couple years ago. He has made at least the final in seven of the last eight years. Has never lost before the quarterfinals. So going for his 60th win at this event on Tuesday, taking on Aslan Karatsev. Not an easy draw, Jim. Karatsev beat Djokovic in their only previous meeting on play. Yeah, he's dangerous. Karatsev is so aggressive. But what about the defense of Djokovic hanging in there in this overhead? My goodness, he's on serve, and Karatsev dumps the overhead. He would dump his serve. I think he lost it in the sun, frankly, and then he was going to lose the set from there. Because Djokovic, even though he had a tough day with his first serve percentage, check out the feet. I mean, what a grab there. And then the drop volley winner to back it up. 
And Novak is enjoying the moment. I think he enjoys also Rome, the conditions, the sea level aspect. It makes it difficult for the players to serve him off the court. He has more time for defense. And uh, it's all kind of coming together, I think, for Novak after he's sort of now been finding places where he's able to play, starting to get a little bit of rhythm, routine, and starting to get that match toughness. And one of the things that he was lacking in Belgrade was fitness. Monte Carlo as well, he just didn't feel right. He said he'd been a little bit sick, not COVID, but he just had, hadn't been right. He looks strong now. Four breaks to serve for the world number one in what he calls the Coliseum of Tennis. And well, there is no place like Rome for Novak Djokovic. Five titles in 11 finals, now 60 wins overall. Pretty good stuff. Has never lost before the quarterfinals. 16 straight years heading to Rome. So, Andy, from what we've seen the last several weeks, as Jim said, made the finals in Serbia, semifinals in Madrid. Have you seen enough from Novak Djokovic that he is in the correct form heading to defend his title in Paris? Well, it's a lot better uh, than, than it was in Monte Carlo. And he's just so smart at, you know, he, what he does so well, it doesn't jump off the screen like a Federer, like an adult. But the, the genius of Novak is him putting you in a position to make a decision, neither of which is very good. We see him just munch second serves. Now, right here, Karatsev's options are what? Lay off of one and hit one kind of weak defensively, giving Novak the upper hand, or try to fire to this open part of the court here. He tries to fire, comes up with the air on a stat sheet that's listed as an unforced error from where I sit and come uh, the way that I felt as a player uh, against guys like Novak, that's a forced error, right? You're three feet behind the baseline off of your back foot. You either lay off and it's like a long version of pain where he's pushing you around, switching directions, or you pull the trigger to try to establish some sort of dominance in the <laughs> rally. It's just, it, it's just a hard uh, equation to solve for. And Jim talks about risk profile with these top guys all the time. And he is spot on. They constantly ask you to raise your risk profile because that's the only way you're going to get through them. What seems like a nondescript point with Novak sticking a second serve return happens over and over and over again over the course of a five-set match, making it tougher and tougher. That's a forced error to me. I love that risk profile. That's mm -hmm. what the opponents have to do. Could face Stan Wawrinka yeah. in the next round. How much do you want to see that? Uh, a lot. <laughs> a whole lot. Because, I mean, these guys have had some battles all over the place. Roland Garros, I mean, there's no doubt. We'd love to see Stan back in that type of form because he has the ability with that even power on the forehand and the backhand and the serve accuracy to be disruptive. And uh, there's just a history there that's fun. It'd be fun to revisit. Got to make at least the semifinals here in Rome to stay at that world number one ranking next Monday for Novak Djokovic. Meantime, on the women's side, we were looking forward to this one. Two of the last three U.S. Open champs facing off for the very first time, Andy. Emma Raducanu and Bianca Andreescu. Yeah, and, and Andreescu, it was very apparent from the word go that she was not wanting to get in the cute rally. She came out. Uh, especially on second serves, going after that forehand maybe a little bit earlier in rallies than she normally would. Second serves taking hits. But then you see Emma Raducanu, as we've seen a lot since she's won her U.S. Open title, these little things, these injuries. Uh, she had mentioned the back last week. Obviously, it's not better. Leaves the court, comes back, tries to give it a go, but never really looked comfortable with the movement, was making more errors than we normally see from her. And then, uh, you know, unfortunately, at the end of it, you see her movement is a little bit stunted there. Doesn't even try for this one. So uh, didn't look good in at, at this point in the match. And unfortunately, it only got worse for Emma. She decided that she couldn't make a go of this. Uh, you know, there's a lot of question marks uh, about what Emma's going to do. 
uh, moving forward with the coaching situation, with her trainers. Credit to Andrescu for playing, playing a good match, but this is disappointing to see from Emma. Disappointing for Andrescu, but Bibi talked about her performance after. I came into the match with a very positive mindset. I knew that it wasn't going to be an easy match. Um, and whatever she was going through, I obviously hope her a speedy recovery. Um, but I was just very happy with how consistent I was with my performance. Um, even with the medical timeout, you know, I didn't let that distract me. Obviously, I didn't know she was going to retire, so that, like, completely threw me off. But, yeah, I do wish her a speedy recovery, and I hope I can keep that same energy in the next rounds. Speaking of good energy, just a few days ago, Angebur lifted the biggest trophy of her life, taking out Jesse Pagula for the title in Madrid. Both players moving up to career-high rankings heading into Rome. Pagula at 11 in the world, and Jabur up to number 7. The Tunisian, starting off against Serana Kirstea, had no letdown, winning the first eight games of this match, Andy. Yeah, she was in, and there you go, the patented drop shot, keeping people off balance, right? She can drive it through the court. She can also uh, play those drop shots uh, with, with, a, with a ease. It's always interesting to see how someone's going to recover after an all-time victory, right? She's had a career-high ranking, biggest victory of her life last week in Madrid. Uh, Listen, credit to Cristea because she kept this alive. That drop shot maybe wasn't the best, but Cristea right back down the middle, which was surprising. Jabor taking advantage uh, from that mistake, cruising through in the tiebreaker as you normally do when you are extremely confident. Jabor looking good again, moving on. Seven straight wins, a match against Isla Tamjanovic next. Meets up Jesse Pagula, looking to keep that momentum going against Ludmila Samsonova. Jim would have to fight back in this one. Yeah, Samsonova is a tall, strong athlete with lots of power. And you'll see that uh, Jesse's got pretty good strapping on her left quad. That's probably just a, a little bit of uh, exertion from Madrid hanging over into Rome. So the movement wasn't great. But one thing that Jesse's so good at is on her ground strokes, the depth. She's able to pin people back. They get mistakes like that. She was able to turn this one around with good, consistent play, and she is such a tough fighter. Sends it into a third there, and Sonova gives her the unforced error. And Jesse would be able to get a lead late in the set. And it's, again, just good depth, getting things in her control, staying in, within herself. But I didn't think the movement was as free as we've seen it. And I worry that she's going to be able to finish this tournament, guys. Big win here. Pagula's 29th at the WTA 1000 level since the start of 2021. That ties Iga Sviantek for the most over that span. That is how good Jesse Pagula has been playing in the big-time events. So it begs the question, Andy Roddick, other than Iga Sviantek, which WTA star should be your second biggest favorite Heading into Roland Garros. Tough one. You know, I, I, yeah, it, it's not, there's not an easy question. I mean, asking who's going to win slams on the women's side over the last five or six years has been a, a bit of a mixed bag. I, I always tend to go with form uh, go, going into an event. So Orange Jabour uh, seems motivated. She talks about uh, her own ambition. Uh, obviously has the wins uh, moving forward in Madrid. Uh, you know, so I, I would probably put her as my, my second favorite. But uh, for me, the only no-brainer, I would take Sviantec against the field right now. I think she's been that dominant uh, this year so far. I think if Barty takes a wild card, she's got a shot. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's I a pick right. I, I think you're right, Andy. I think it's a pick after Sviantec. She's the uh, 
dominant favorite. She's like what Nadal's yeah. been going in, in in a lot of years right now. But there's always some turbulence in the women's draw. Always expect the unexpected there. The last six winners on the women's side at Roland Garros, first-time major champions. Yeah. So it may not even be Iga Sviantec. Maybe somebody we're not even thinking about. Ash Barty on line one. <laughs> wow. Come on back. Come on, Ash. Come on back. A lot more to get to on TC Live. More highlights from Rome. How about John Isner looking to set up a second-round matchup against a legend, Amanda Anasimova, and a slew of Americans cooking up wins in Rome. TC Live is presented by Whole Foods Market. Nurture your nature by the basket and the cart. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Jim, Andy, Steve, back with you on TC Live, presented by Whole Foods. Less than two weeks until croissants and pan au chocolat. Make tennis.com your online information source throughout Tennis Channel's Road to Roland Garros. Presented by ZipRecruiter right now, Steve Tigner writes, with Alcaraz absent, can Djokovic and Nadal stage a counterattack? It's all on tennis.com with your coverage from Rome, including the big man, John Isner, in action today. Taking out qualifier Francisco Sarundolo in straight sets. 13 aces for Isner. Three breaks a serve. And John Isner now going to meet 10-time champ Rafa Nadal in the next round. For a look at Wednesday's forecast in Rome, here's Fox Weather. Hi there, tennis fans. I'm Fox Weather's Britta Merwin, and here's tomorrow's Italian Open forecast. Things are heating up in Rome. Temperatures getting close to 80 degrees with just a few clouds in the sky. And don't forget, you can download your Fox Weather app or stream Fox Weather from your connected TV device. 80 degrees. That's pretty hot. Who's going to be the orchestrator of today's hot shot? So many to choose from. More TC Live on the way. Welcome back. The road to Roland Garros continues exclusively here on Tennis Channel. We are just 12 sleeps away from the start in Paris after Rome. We got qualies plus a couple of tune-up events on the ATP and WTA before first day of action in Paris, May 22nd, TC Live. We'll have a preview show on the 21st. Back to Rome, Amanda Anasimova having a good clay season. Semifinals in Charleston, quarterfinals in Madrid in a battle Tuesday against the Czech qualifier, Teresa Martinsova, Andy. Yeah, and Anasimova, when she hits two feet under her, it just produces winners at an alarming clip. And you see a lot of her opponents look frozen a lot of the time. Don't know where she's going. Uh, but credit to Martinsova for fighting back here. And Anna Samova, uh, as she's shown the last couple of months, a little bit more uh, emotional on the court, kind of these ebbs and flows uh, with attitude a little bit. But, uh, but really coming through in the third set here, uh, had a, a, some issues serving out 
uh, a match last week in Madrid. Closed out very strong today, hitting clean winners there uh, to set ourselves up for uh, for match point and uh, able to close. So a really, really nice win here for uh, for Anna Sanova. After the match, she saw Belinda Bencic. She was talking to her and she was like, good luck tomorrow. And then she realized, oh, I'm playing her. Either way, should be a fantastic <laughs> match. Bencic, Anna Samova. On the men's side, Andy Felix, Ojay Ali Asim. He's made the quarterfinals the last three weeks, taking on Monte Carlo finalist Alejandro Davidovich Fokina. Yeah, both these guys have been winning, man, uh, been winning matches in the, the dirtball uh, season so far, uh, Steve Weissman. But Davidovich Fokina getting off to the fast start. And, uh, listen, Felix, when he gets his feet set and they're in control and not moving around while he's hitting, can dictate with the forehand. Stick save in a beaut. Uh, hat tip to uh, back to Canada uh, on that one. But listen, FAA always fights, always professional, always prepared. Pushes this thing to a third set. Was up an early break, got broken right back, and went right back to work. The feet were under him. They weren't shuffling mid-shot that time. Able to bleed Davidovich Fokina, who was leaning for the inside-out positioning. Uh, FAA, look at this. Look at this movement. Everyone on tour these days is fast. It makes people, slow people like me just absolutely disgusted with their athleticism, but closes it out. He's got the thumper a serve, moved through the court. Tough conditions at night in Rome against a guy who likes the clay better than he does. I like it. It's a well great for, for my FAA. confidence to be able to spend three hours on the clay. Very encouraging. Well, Jim Courier, Brandon Nakashima beat Ugo Bear. First round of qualies came through to face Grigor Dimitrov for the first time. Yeah, it was a good win for him to get over Bear. It's been a struggle Dimitrov. on the dirt for Brandon this season. Been a struggle in general, but Dimitrov is playing well. He's having a good year, full of confidence in that semifinal run in Monte Carlo. He would get the break. He would have another break point here and take the first set out. For Dimitrov, he had some tough draws since Monte Carlo. Lost to Tsitsipas both times. He's obviously been in great form. This is, I think, a really good experience for Nakashima, who, again, is, is young. He's fairly new to the tour, getting his feet underneath him on the clay. I liked it after Miami. He did not go home. He went straight across to, to uh, Barcelona to get some practice and get on the dirt. It has not paid off yet, but it's a long-term investment. I'll tell you what, also, Dimitrov had some good things to say about Brandon post-match. Love to see it. Uh, twins both getting wins. Isner, Schwartzman still awaiting their next doubles opponent. <laughs> On the women's side, Sloan Stevens going down to a Katarina Alexandrova. Lauren Davis upsetting the 11 seed, Yelena Ostapenko. That brings us inside the social net. Daniil Medvedev, he is on the comeback, had that hernia procedure. But, Jim, he's going to enter in the Geneva 250, one of those warm-ups we were yeah. talking about. And that means he's going to play Roland Garros, too, doesn't it? And that means that if Djokovic doesn't get to the semifinals, that Medvedev will be the top seed. That doesn't really impact the draw because the only thing that we're really looking at, where Djokovic, where Nadal, where's Alcaraz. And that, that won't, won't change based on the one-two. But good news for Medvedev, who looks like he's going to get shut out along with the Belarusian and Russian players of playing on the grass in the UK. So uh, a chance for him to get back to action uh, a little sooner than was expected once he had that surgery. Yeah, you, you don't want to have to take your game for a, for a test run first round of a Grand Slam after it's been off for a while. So this is a no-brainer pending health, right? If he's healthy enough to play here, obviously, like Jim said, uh, looks like all systems go for Roland Garros. Uh, Would have been really tough for him to go into probably his least favorite slam with zero reps. So, uh, you know, obvious move if he's healthy here.
All right, guys, we have some great news to report. Hall of Famer Chrissy Everett ringing the bell following her sixth and final chemo treatment. Yeah, this is amazing. Andy and I have both been to her charity event multiple times in South Florida. She does so much good work in her community with the hospitals. And for her to, to need this help and to get the right help is, is uh, you know, we're, we're sending nothing but the best to Chrissy, one of the game's greatest champions. We always talk about how Rafa is the king of clay. She is the queen of clay. And she's our queen. We certainly wish her the very, very best. Yeah, it, it, I've been in touch with Chrissy throughout this process, I'm sure, like we all have, and just wishing her the best. And listen, there's there's no one tougher on or off the court than uh, than Chrissy Everett. Um, I've always had such a soft spot in, in, in my heart for her. It's the only autograph my mom ever wanted from anyone who have ever been around in the game of tennis was Chrissy Everett. She was her idol. She's my idol. She's our idol. Uh, we love you, Chrissy, and it's it's good to see you getting better. I talked to her a little bit last week, and she said watching Tennis Channel has actually saved her throughout these chemo treatments. I asked her, who do you think is going to win Madrid? Guess who she picked? Angebur, Carlos Alcaraz. <laughs> she knows things. She knows things. Yeah, just baby. Uh, we send all of our love and strength out to you, Chrissy, and uh, we hope to see you soon. Our coverage continues tomorrow morning, 5 a.m. Eastern, right here on Tennis Channel, live on Bally Sports T2 as well. TC Live, back following all the action. Of course, we got you covered from Rome all night long. Coming back with more TC Live presented by Whole Foods in just a moment. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Back on TC Live, taking a look at our Whole Foods Tournament Summary. Novak Djokovic getting his 60th career win in Rome, defeating Aslan Karatsev in straight sets. Americans 5-3 and three Tuesday, including Lauren Davis upsetting former Roland Garros champion Elena Ostapenko. And Madison Brangle beating Marta Kostyuk. And Diego Schwartzman passes Carlos Alcaraz for the most wins on clay this year. Saved a couple match points to take out Misha Ketsmanovic. Now, Andy, our hot shot of the day, it is that man, Novak Djokovic. Yeah, I know one of the things you want to see, one, that's one of the most underrated shots in tennis is the little backhand dropper. The movement, Steve, is great, but more importantly to my eye, the anticipation and moving to a spot before someone actually hits it. He's already off and running there and then does it again to cover the cross-court shot moving to his spot getting in the flow these are all things that come with match reps that he's been getting uh the last couple of weeks went did the hard yards in in, in belgrade didn't play great but got through some matches these are the types of points that come from putting in those hard yards featured matches 5 a.m eastern on wednesday we got coco golf all-american matchup Nadal, Isner, Dimitrov, Sitsipas. We got the world number one, Iga Sviantek. Plus, look at the bottom. Halep and Collins, so much to choose from. Let's head back to Rome for a preview with Danny Prakash. 
All right, Steve, back here at our DraftKings Tennis Channel desk. P. Diddy, we've got Grigor Dimitrov and Stefano Tsitsipas meeting again on Wednesday. We just saw this in the quarterfinals in Madrid. Tsitsipas won it. Do you expect the same? Two gorgeous one-handers that we get to take a look at. I'm going to have to agree with Grigor what he said on the desk here. He does have the prettier one, but I think Steph just has a little bit too much muscle. I think he needs a little bit of a quicker court. He's 1-4 in their head-to-head. -head. Only got that one win indoors, hard court. Clay, I'm going to have to lean to the Greek. And going with muscle at that. All right, well, Precaution, I will be back at 5 a.m. Eastern to kick off Wednesday coverage here in Rome. Thank you very much. Do you agree? Dimitrov, prettier than Sitsipas on the one-hander? Yeah, I do. Okay. Maybe not as effective, though. <laughs> that, that late down the line backhand is pretty strong from Steph. So the real, the real question here is that maybe he has the prettier backhand. Jim, this is a really tough one, though. Between you and I, who actually had the uglier backhand? Between me Close. and you? Oh, mine, yeah. because I had, the, I had the tucked left elbow. I mean, no one should ever tuck their left elbow. You have no reach. Well, no, you had reach. No one should hit. No one, no one hit, should hit it with elbows that look like that either. Those you are know? strong so, elbows. I mean, you, you didn't miss your backhand much. <laughs> strong elbows. I didn't do much with it. Got mass around his elbows. <laughs> one bends the elbow, the other is full can you, extension. Can you put this show uh, back on its rails. For goodness sake. Right, let's, let's talk. Let's talk. Rafa Isner a little bit, yeah. right? All right. Yeah. So, so John, 2011. Remember, yeah. he's up sure. two sets to one. Roland Garros. He's he's taken him to three uh, at Monte Carlo as well. Yeah. How, what does he need to do to make him uncomfortable? Up. The usual stuff that Isner has to do, serve great and rock the forehand when he can and, and make sure that the points don't go past five swings. And if he does, just catch the ball and move on to the next point. Don't waste any energy, right? Yeah, I, I think that's right. And Isner's not scared to go against uh, the, the top players. He knows that his game is, is one that they don't want to see. If you're Rafa, you'd rather have someone come out and want to hit a million balls, right? Because you know you're just better at that. You know, Isner has a couple of things. His serve, he's better at serving than Rafa, right? He can get through service games. And if he can kind of punch in a couple of returns, take some risks, mm -hmm. like Jim said, I, I mean, I still like Rafa, but he's got to shrink the, the, the court. He's got to shrink the point size. But Rafa doesn't want this matchup. He'll probably get through it, but he doesn't like it. First meeting between these two in five years. They met once in Rome. Rafa won that in straight sets 2015. But John Isner can give him a whole lot of trouble. For Andy Roddick, Jim Curry, I'm Steve Weissman. Thank you so much for joining us on TC Live, presented by Whole Foods. Our coverage from Rome continues next right here on Tennis Channel.